When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, Tanner Girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What are you laughing about? Nothing. Caitlin's, I was humming the Game of Thrones theme song. You're like a peeping Tom right now. Just watch it. He doesn't even watch it. That's why I don't want to watch it. I know too much. Everything's (laughs) already spoiled for me. You think, how can it be spoiled? It's not over yet. I know everything that happens already. No, though. you don't. I know everything that happens. You don't. The Red Wedding. <laughs> the Winter. Cold Door. John Snow winter dies. Those John Snow like... comes back. The Virgin. He's not dead. Khaleesi. Just watch, watch Bosch. Just watch Bosch. Is I'm a little upset with you, Fred. You're going to watch Bosch? I invite you to the Cubs game. You're going to sit at home and watch Bosch <laughs> instead. Well, that's not what I do all day. I got to go to the doctor today, try to figure out what the hell's wrong with me. I got to go to the other doctor with the mental health doctor. I'm pointing at my head when I do that. It's 7 o'clock at night. Well, I know, but I got lots of stuff to do today. All right. You and invited look at the, him to the Cubs game? He did, I actually. Did he invited me to the Cubs game. Nice. It was Love very nice. It was nice. It's Game of Thrones night, too. I'm no, so excited. Not. It is. It's Sunday. No, it's oh, not. Game of Thrones night at the Cubs game? Oh. Yeah, tonight. Oh. Why do you know so much? No. <laughs> You're today, knowing the most. Today's not my day. Who'd you find to go with you? Nobody. He has to yet. go alone now. I'm gonna go oh. Let me ask you this: Was I the was I the first? You're person? the only person I. You're the you first. Know what? Thank I you, Rufy. That means a lot to me. But then I asked you to reschedule, though. I, t- I said I, I want to go to yeah. game with you. Well, and you have the in. You have the I connect do. with the tickets around here. So get the tickets for a Friday, and I'm in. Okay. Life is short. And I'll, check. I'll get you all Coast good game. and hammered. I can't do anything. At 7 o'clock at night <laughs> on a weeknight. I have discipline, extreme discipline. You can, though. Paulina and I are going to the Millennium Tour on Thursday at 8 p.m. Woo-hoo. Hey, stop by my place. Okay. I'm right there. Play the, play the intro thing. Because we've been talking for 20 gotcha. minutes now. Here we we go. Here's the intro it's thing. Fred and Angie's The Tangent, giving you all the we couldn't talk about on air. All right, so a lot of people listen to this podcast, by the way. But if you love our show and you know other people who love our show, uh, it would be great if you, uh, if you told them about the podcast. We can get the numbers up. So we can make some money on this thing. That's what it really comes oh. down to. Is that um, what happens? 
Apparently, I don't know. When? I'm, I'm, I'm told <laughs> if I'm told if we get twice as see, it's never good enough, right? Like it, we already got like hundreds of thousands of people listening, but I'm told that if we could get twice as many people to listen, then they'll pay us for this. Mm. Um, but it's always that, isn't that always the story? Isn't it always like yeah, one it does, more hoop to jump through? Ten years ago when we started. <laughs> 16th place this radio show and they were like if you can just beat B96 then you guys are heroes and you'll all be millionaires we did that eight years ago we're still a-holes and then, and then it was and if you guys a-holes. can do this then you'll yeah. be great well we did that well no we said that but what we meant was double that more hoops. then we did that and more then it was well but if you can double that then 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 sounds like a recent conversation we just had well, well. I'm proud of you guys <laughs> And thank we're proud you. of you. Thank you. We're proud of you. I want to. Uh, I want to share something proud. with you guys. that's actually <laughs> deeply personal to me, I'm and I'm actually not being funny uh, for once. I was just home for Easter, and um, on my bed was a note. Now I didn't know what it was, and it was in this very formal stationery. Wow! And I noticed that it was stationery from my father. Oh. Oh, wow. Um, like and the donor? So I looked at it. So so just a little backstory. And this, this is not like, uh, there's a real scandal here. But, uh, you know, I've obviously my mom and my dad were married. They had me. Um, they had my sister. We are seven and a half years apart. My parents got divorced, a very contentious divorce when I was around 10. Um, there are a lot of accusations flying around. It was nasty. Mm-hmm. My mom got custody. And we had visitation with my father. And um, he's, I never had a problem with the guy. He was always a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he meant well. He's a selfish guy. He was very successful in the broadcasting industry. And I think he kind of always came first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never felt he didn't love me or care about me or my sister. I never felt that. I always felt... I, it wasn't like... I don't know. He never hit me or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was definitely in the middle of a divorce at 10 years of yeah. age that I didn't need to be in the middle of. Mm-hmm. But... but um, Whatever. My mom, however, moved on, and she, my as did my father, several times. Um, <laughs> but my mom met a, a, a guy. He was a family friend. They reconnected. Um, they, I guess, a year and a half. I don't, I don't know the timeline. A year and a half, a relatively reasonable period of time. They got engaged. They got married. He moved into the house, and his attitude towards me was always, and my sister was, look, I live here. And I love your mom, and this is a package deal. Like I'm not just marrying your mom. I'm. This is a unit to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. I'm here for all of you, mm-hmm. and I want to be as much. And it, truly, it was this civil from his standpoint? I want to be as much or as little a part of your lives as you want me to be. And he said to me to this day, thirty years later, almost twenty five years later, I never wanted to stand in the way, nor did I ever mean to stand in the way of the relationship with your father. I believe we can coexist, but mm-hmm. I'm here. And you're here most of the time, so I'm going to be a player if you want me to be. And I did. Um, my father didn't like it. Uh, he thought it infringed upon his role as he he thought that dad dad was his his deserved title. Right. In I've later come to learn that dad is a an earned title. It is not a deserved title. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sure it upset him that this other guy was connecting with us in a way that he felt infringed upon him. But as opposed, in my opinion, as opposed to him sort of stepping up and saying, I got to do better, I got to be more involved, he retreated. Instead of him saying, oh, I'm so glad that there's a man that's being nice to my children. Or as opposed to saying, this is great. I'm an adult. 
and 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 their mother is an adult. We created a situation where now we're apart. This is a byproduct of that, and God, thank God she's with a guy who's not a jackass. Right, right, right. Instead of that, he said, basically asserted himself as you're either you either I'm either number one or or else kind of thing. Like you you have to pick mm. is the way that I felt That's as like a 13 year old kid, unfortunate. and unfortunately for him, I didn't pick him. Mm. And that was the end of it. That was uh, in 1993, and it is whatever year it is now, and um, I have not spoken to him since. Wow. wow. Fast forward to this letter. This letter is not a letter from present. This letter was written to my mother. She found it the day after he told her that she told him that she was pregnant with me. So this is from April of 1980. She found this and she wanted me to read this. She left it for you to read. She wanted me to see this. Um, it says to my mom, dear Amy, I still can't find the words to tell you how happy I am about the news that you gave me yesterday. A child is a dream I've had, and the best part of the dream coming true is that I can have it with you. Mm. I love you dearly, and I'll be there for you as soon as I find out what expected fathers do. I hope you both have a fine day, and I'll see you this afternoon. Much love, him. His name. Mm. And she wanted me to see this because she said to me for a million years that he was always excited to be a dad, you know, and he was always excited to be around and the whole thing. And I, I've never, I guess it's hard for me to, I don't know, here's my mom like showing me this other side of him or this side of him, reminding me of this side of him that existed, like that I, I've never not like felt, part. I've never not felt valued like by, by him or that he didn't want me or my sister or something like that. But I guess the thing I continue to, to struggle with, and I hear it now from my peers who have kids. I know Rufio, you're having a kid, mm-hmm. um, and you have a kid, of course, Angie. It mm-hmm. is that my friends can't imagine a world where something like this would come between them, where where their fragile ego would come ahead can't or before can't imagine a relationship it. with their own flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not trying to sound like a victim here, but I read this letter and I just, I don't know, I, I. I uh, I don't know, it makes me a little emotional to read it because it's like uh, I, I, how 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 do you how do you get to where we are? Yeah, if, if that's the way you really feel mm-hmm. or felt I've when you know that same, you were going to be a parent. Same feelings I've had about my dad, my mom, those things, and then you become a parent yourself, and you think you're over all that, and then you get mad all over again because now I'm at a place where I'll see my daughter at certain ages and stages in her life and remember where I was and think, how could, you know, she's innocent. This isn't, and nothing's her fault. Like, how could a parent have done that to me? Um, And you get angry all over again for your child in a weird way. So it brings back all those memories because you think about yourself at those different stages and you're like, wow, I can't imagine putting her through that as her parent. It's crazy that my parent did or that your parent did. Well, so, yeah, it's it's hard to reconcile that in your mind, especially once you become a parent. It'll bring about a whole new wave of emotions about that. And, and he and I have had some uh, two or three over the 25 years uh, written exchanges, one of which was not that long ago, a couple of years ago. I guess he was in Chicago and he wanted to meet. And I was very direct with him. And I, I, I wanted more from him. I wanted him to acknowledge more than I probably needed. I wanted him basically to say that my my dad, 
who's now adopted me and my sister legally, is not that he didn't deserve the treatment he got and that he was wrong and that he was sorry. I wanted all those things in order mm-hmm. to have the meeting. Mm-hmm. His response was basically, did I make mistakes? Maybe, but I won't, I'm not going to give you any of those things. Wow. Because he want, the, the way that I read that response is that I'm supposed to take ownership of where we are too. And I was 13 years old. Now, do I take ownership of it as an adult? Is it a simple phone call? And do I just accept where we are and that, you know, with the damage is done, and we maybe maybe we maybe I offer forgiveness and we move forward. Sure, but but in order for me to do that, it sounds like I'm I'm going to have to accept somehow that I did something wrong, and I'm really against that because I don't think I did because I was a kid, right? And again, it doesn't make me uh, unaccountable, but like I did the best I could with the situation that they created, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't like I was 30 years old; I was 13. I was 10. I was 12. Yeah. You know, it's like. And you're probably never going in that regard. He might not ever own it or apologize for it or anything. You might never get that. And that's for you to decide whether or not you're going to be okay. So we start from my need. So do I do that? Right. Or can you do that? That's maybe what he's saying in a way is like, hey, let's just start from here. Well, no, and he, and he has said as much. It's almost like I don't want to. I don't want to have to visit the past because it's too painful, and I also don't want to have to answer to any of it. So he said as much in this in last correspondence. It was why you obviously have a dad now, or some. He didn't acknowledge that. He says you obviously have the father figure thing has been fulfilled, so right. we can just be friends now. Right. And for me, I kind of wanted him to say, you know, I fucked up, and um, I. I I created this adult situation. Mm-hmm. I expected you to handle it like an adult. Mm-hmm. You handled it like you, you you did the best thing for you. And I'm sorry that that happened. And now let's move forward. That that's as simple as it would need to be. Yeah, but but I'm not going to get that because somehow not. I'm at fault. You're well, or for whatever it might be too painful for him to yeah. even to to go there. But the other thing is, I read this letter, and the only reason I bring this up today is because I she found this and wanted me to see it, which she didn't have to do. She could have just thrown it away, my mom. But she wanted me to see it, and I, I just think, how do you get from the expectant father who's excited, who by the way was my age, uh, a little younger than me, which is also really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you get from the expectant father who's excited uh, and, and and this dream fulfilled to? Not that long later, uh, my way or the highway. Yeah. And then nothing. And again, like, do I expect him to be begging me at this no. point? No. Do I expect him to do anything at this point? Does he owe me anything? No. I, no. Uh, my life is amazing. And my life is even more amazing because of the life that he gave me and because of the life that my dad has given me. And they couldn't be any different. And so I'm so much more balanced as a factor of this new life that I got and this this guy that comes into my life who wants to be my dad when my dad would only do it on his terms. I'm, I'm immensely grateful. Like I, I was saved in that regard and I can never express the words enough to the, how grateful I am because I don't know anybody else who has step. I don't know anyone who has a step parent relationship, quote unquote, like mine. He is my dad. Mm-hmm. He may as well have you're very lucky. Yeah. You're very he may lucky. As, I that. may as well have come from him as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. But I didn't. Um, and I'm not I'm not uh, naive to that either. But I, I guess it's like this thing where I feel like what I owe him something because he gave me life. Well, if he fifty percent he did, he contributed, but he didn't he didn't make me who I am. He gave me life. I've been you know, in a, oh sorry, go ahead. No, you don't owe him anything. 
really. So it's up to you whether or not you want to start from here. But And I get the impression he thinks I'm punishing him or I'm creating pain in his life, which I don't intend to do. If it, if it were as simple for me as a phone call to let him know, my life is amazing and it's fine because it is fine. And none of this would, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you, right? I, I honestly would not be sitting here in Chicago doing this job with this level of success and all of it, if not for the way that it played out. But so I'm not doing this to hurt him. I just don't know what the fuck to do with, I don't know how to compartmentalize it because I think I have to give too much. I think I have to say it's okay what you did because no, you you're not willing. Well, but he's not willing to say it. What were you going to say, Kaylin? Um, I've been in a similar situation with a family member where they were not willing to say what I felt like I needed to move on. And that's when I had to make a choice. And my choice was that I still want them in my life for my own mental health because it would be too hard on me to not. Mm -hmm. But what I found comfort in is that somebody told me that they believe when people pass that they go through a life review. And that is possibly when that person will see all they did to you and maybe feel some sort of remorse. And that may not be true, but that's what I decide to believe because I'm not getting what I need. And so I just decided, you know what? I, I It hurts me too much to lose this person. Right. Um, and I'm going to work through it on my own. Now, right. it's it's easier said than done. Right. But that was something that helped me. That's that kind of what I did with my dad. You remember when I tried to oh, reconcile yeah. with my dad who has never, ever apologized. And I knew he never would. I knew he never would, but I, in my mind was like, okay, I just have to accept him mm -hmm. for who he is today and the past is a past and try to have some kind of relationship with him now. Um, and we were going along fine until he started hurting me in the same ways he did before. And then I was like, I, I would have been okay being in this relationship if you didn't repeatedly hurt me and it's not going to change. So then I'm just a glutton for punishment at that point. You need boundaries. I need boundaries. Which and is my so mom's only reservation. Yeah, I, look. Uh, but 20, I can sleep well knowing I tried. Yeah, that's true. Twenty-five years ago, my mom was very, very protective uh, in a way that could have been, I suppose, threatening to my to my father. The funny thing is, of all people in my life, my dad, my uh, my again, I have to specify, my my dad, the guy who chose to be my dad, is the guy saying, if you need to make that call, make the call. I'll go with you. I'll drive your ass over there. Like, That's nice. He's, he's not the least bit threatened by it. Mm -hmm. and, and at this point, my mom is even saying, if you need to make the call, make the call. Like, she's not standing in the way. I wasn't brainwashed. So do you think you're going to make the well, call? I don't know. And I hope this, to, and I, honestly, I, I don't even know why I feel the need to say this. Maybe in case somebody hears it. I, I, don't, I don't mean to sound like a victim, because I'm not. I don't mean to sound like an elitist. I don't mean to sound like anything. It's like, I, I, I'm, I don't feel like I'm in a position of power. I'm not trying to punish anybody. I just... I, you know, I have a hard time with it. I have a hard time understanding why it's not just a simple, that was screwed up. And I'm, I, you know what? I was supposed to be the adult. I was supposed to be the, 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 the person with, who had the endless patience and unconditional love. That was supposed to be me, and I didn't do it. And um, I got you my feelings hurt, and I made you pay for that. And so I'm sorry. And the fact that that's never happened it hasn't is mind-blowing. But it hasn't happened yet, but you don't know that if down the road... If you do like start some sort of communication that it might go there, you know, like if you guys get to know each other and he he feels comfortable letting his guard down and admitting to things. And I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. You know that you can live without knowing him because you've done it your whole life already anyway. You know, you can live without him. But what happens if you reconnect and find I'm so glad I did. And it enriches your life and something comes of it. A relationship comes of it that is you're better. You're better for it. So 
either way, you know you can do it do without because you have been for so long. But what if something great comes from it? Yeah, yeah. That's sort of like the thing that I did when I called my dad. I'm like, I know I can live without him. I've done it. But maybe something amazing will happen. Maybe not. And it turned out to be not. But okay, cool. I I know I can live without him. I've done it before. So, you know, you never know. You you might have a different situation than me where it's amazing. Well, I bring it up for two reasons. One, because I know there are a lot of estrangements out there. I know that there are people who listen to us and families are, are complicated. And so, you know, I know there are people who can relate, but I also, also because of the letter, it sort of opened it up again, as if to say, you know, it, if, if there's any resentment, it's, 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 I, I don't know. And there's a lesson here too. It's, it's, if I ever had a kid and, oh, I, and, yeah. and easy for me to say, easy for me to say, no, I, I don't have a kid, it. but I, I just can't imagine no. a point, getting to this point. I can't imagine not putting myself mm-hmm behind the needs of this thing that I created. I feel like that's the part that if anything pisses me off, that's the part. It's that's your duty, right? And maybe mm-hmm. I'm selfish for not having done it. You know, maybe I maybe I I have should I have my own set of issues for not being married with with a kid of my own, I'm sure. Uh, it just hasn't clicked. It hasn't been the right thing. I don't I don't really feel bad about that, but 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 I just don't know how that and you won't because you're not the type of person that would do that and you can't understand that. It's I just don't know to make how some, Trying to rationalize something completely irrational. So if anything, I read the letter and I'm like, did you mean that? You know what I'm saying? Like, were you? Did you? I mean, at what, at what point At what point did it, did your life become so much more important than mine? Um, and if anything, that makes me a little bitter, I guess. You might even, not even ever though get it was a sweet answers. letter. You might never get those answers, though. And, you and, have- and I fear, I also fear... And this is on me. I fear that someday I would, that I would have the capability to become the same way. No. Like, because I'm cut from that cloth. Like, could I marry someone and be excited about about having a child? And then eight years later no. or 10 years later be like, well, fuck it. If, I, I, you know, if, if you don't cater to my ego, then. You then- wouldn't because you know what it feels like as a child. You know what it's like to grow up that way and you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Same reason that I could never do that I look at my child and I wonder how anybody could do that so you won't and the difference is you know that it's wrong and he still is justifying what he did so you well, can I think never he thinks that. he's a victim too Kaylin which is right. which in some ways he is he lost his kids but he he made did that, he though well he made that choice right um and and again I maybe after listening to 30 minutes of this it sounds like it, I'm saying that it's only on him Maybe if you talk, it's a lot though, on him. <laughs> you might you might find out a lot of things that you didn't know. You know, you might find out. But I don't want to hear. Already, but I don't want to hear revisionist history. Either, no, 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 no. You know? But you've only heard one part of the story. You know what I mean? Like he has a story too. Whether it's a complete asshole, you know, abandonment story, or maybe there's more to it that you don't know. And you know what's interesting is I know you've been through a divorce, Kalen, Angie, uh, Paulina. Not so much a divorce, but. Sort of just an all, just all, all out of strangement. Yeah. <laughs> um, I when my parents got divorced and I lived with my mom, I only heard primarily her side of the story, and I I favored her tremendously. I protected her like like um, I believe that that while I once had a relationship with my father, that he was a, a shitty guy because he cheated on her. Now I'm a grown up now, and I've been in dysfunctional relationships, and I understand that while cheating is not okay. Um, it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. My mom could have been the biggest. Let me, and I'll, I'll say it right now. And if she hears this, she'll probably punch me in the face. <laughs> she could have been the biggest bitch of all time to live with, and he could have been the biggest bastard of all time. But guess who never faltered? 
my mother. Never. Never. That no hesitation. Unconditional love through and through. Uh, so, yeah. And that's all that mattered to me. Yeah. was not who was wrong in that adult dynamic. But you can maybe it understand was, a little bit better as an sure, adult. Sure. No, like because, I can see why they... Their their divorce had nothing to do with us as kids. There was a lot of things that my mom told me about my dad growing up um, that once I became an adult and tried to have a relationship with him again and heard stories and different different takes from him, I could understand some things on his side. And and I also found out a lot of details that she conveniently left out as well. And And I don't even want to get into that because I don't care. I guess all I'm saying is that where we stand now has nothing to do sure. with the divide between the two of them. It has all to do with how these people treated my sister and I. Yeah. And that's it. And I, I don't mean to make my mom out to be a villain because I still don't think she's a villain by any means. But all I'm saying is that I understand how adult relationships dissolve. And I get it. It takes two people to yeah. do that. And so... Yeah. But as far as being brainwashed or my opinion of anybody being because of things I've heard from other... Nah, I don't... Uh, my opinion of my mother, Maybe of my are. dad, of my father is all based on their merits and, yeah. and my personal relationship with them and and, and the way they've exhibited, exhibited themselves to me. It has nothing to do Maybe with... Maybe you owe it to yourself to relay that to him so he knows. Like This isn't about the fact that yeah, I was being brainwashed yeah, or it's no, not my mom's no. fault and this is why. No. You know, you might owe that to yourself just to get that off she, your chest. She did the thing he didn't do, which is right. she, she, said, she stood there... And took the shots. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to do it. Anyway, I hope that wasn't too crazy deep. Well, I but uh, but I read the letter. I thought, yeah, I'm going to share this on the on the podcast because maybe yeah, some maybe other people relatable. out there, you know, have been through something similar and struggle with it. Because I struggle with it. And I wouldn't say I struggle with it every day. But uh, it comes up. I would say more often than not, I think, what am I going to, how am I going to unpackage this? And when am I going to have to stop paying for fucking therapy to deal with this? No. <laughs> never. Holy shit, I, I spent a lot of money the last never. two years on this lady. <laughs> and I, you know what? She probably wants to solve my problems, but at the same time, she's probably like, I don't want to completely solve me. This guy's a good customer. <laughs> this guy pays in cash, <laughs> is what she's saying about me. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening to uh, episode number whatever this is. Uh, maybe next week will be funny. Let us and know I, if you call him. I now. won't bring up any mm-hmm. deep letters from the past. Let us know if you make the call. Just do it, Fred. Mm-hmm. Something was to happen, God forbid, to him tomorrow, because life isn't guaranteed to nobody. How would you feel? I'm just, I'm just curious. Would you be like, damn, I should have just made that call? He's getting older. We all are. Well, I think it's easy to say that when someone's gone. I mean, I have great relationships with, with a, a lot of folks who have lost in the last couple of years, and I, I, mm-hmm. I wish I could have said a thousand more things. Sure. So, so right. sure, sure. If I get the Don't call, that, the he, call for that he's him. gone. Don't make it for him. Make it for you. Make it for you so that totally. you can unpack those things. You're doing it for you. You're not doing it for him. You know? It'll help. Mm-hmm. One way or another. It'll help. Hey, Rufio. Yes, right. Say, say something. You know what? You, you, you over here with your... Parents still married and shit. Can't offer anything. <laughs> I, I, no. Him and his family. <laughs> Sorry. Parents. Yeah. Clarence's parents have a real apology. good marriage. Him and his two-parent oh, household. Fa- <laughs> fancy <laughs> fancy no divorce like? house. You and your fancy dad that they stays. They probably love each other, too. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <With this>. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Apologies. Yeah. All right. My well. bad. <laughs>
My bad. This that... podcast brought to you by. And you didn't say a word for thirty minutes. You're like, I got nothing. I can't relate to it. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, it's all right. no, don't be sorry. You're lucky. You That's, can't that's how it's it. supposed to be. <laughs> You're lucky. You're lucky. All right. Well, Rufio will be uh, featured on the next. We'll, we'll come up with something about Rufio. <laughs> to make up for all this lost time uh, and, and get more Rubio laughs in the next edition of The Tangent. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions... Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.